Thank you for making Locked On Spartans your first listen every single day here on the Locked On Podcast Network, free and available where you find folks get your podcast. Also, today is brought to you by NetSuite. That's right, guys. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. Head to netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA for special end of your financing on the number one financial system for on today's episode. It's Peach Bowl time, baby. We get into all of that greatness of uh, what's about to happen down in Atlanta tonight. And then also, never a doubt, against High Point. Let's you go. Are locked on Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team. Every day. Folks, friends, well, today family members as well, welcome to another edition of Locked on Spartans. Thank you so much for joining me. That's right. We do this seven days a week here on the Locked on Podcast Network, free and available where you find folks get your podcast. I'm Matt Sheehan, your host, and sitting next to me, that's right, the family I alluded to is my brother. That's right. Do you want to say your name or no? We're going on the radar here. Hello, my name is John. Wow, okay, so we got that. Now, we're going to get into that a little later, but before all that, I just need to ask you to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. It's Locked on Spartans. Find us wherever you get your podcast. Also, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, you want to yell at me for anything I've ever done to you in the last year or about to do to you in the next year, LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com is the place to find us. Now, of course, we talked you know, Peach Bowl tonight, but also, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tie this into the Peach Bowl eventually somehow, but this is... My brother John's first time on the podcast since he joined for the Miami preview. Because I, I'm on vacation right now with the family, and John was on vacation back then as well. He's on vacation right now with us. But what a time that was for Spartan fans, right? Like, third week of the season. Don't really know what we have, but all that we know is that, okay, this could be a good team, like heading into this Miami game. And if you want to go after Miami game, it's like, well, holy, you know what? Sounds like we got a good team all of a sudden, but now the time to the Peach Bowl is like, I, I hope that tonight is a celebration of the season. Am I getting too cheesy right now or, or no? You got to check me here. Someone's got to check me. I'm a one-man host. I need to be checked sometimes. Did you say too cheesy because we're watching the Cheez-It Bowl right now? That's a good one. Wow. Uh, no, but that's a good one. Very nice. Uh, Iowa State looking great. Good job, uh, Coach Campbell, for staying put in Ames, Iowa. That's a... All-star move right there on your part. Jesus Christ. Um, but, yeah, like, it's been an incredible season. Goes without saying it. I just hope, uh, you know, we all remember that tonight. I'm not saying that, you know, oh, Michigan State is going to lose 50-0 to zero and we should just remember all the good times. Like, no, I actually think Michigan State's going to win tonight. And if you heard my podcast with uh, Locked, on Picks, Locked on Pits' Nick Farabaugh last week, I was a little reluctant. And we'll get to all that later in the second segment, but... Yeah, just, I don't know, as we watch the game, what a season it's been. What, what's been your favorite part of the season? We're, we're just going to do a full coronation of the season before it's even over. My favorite memory of the season um, is getting beating a 12th row seat mm. to Flex on him. Nice. the backup quarterback's fumble from the other school. <laughs> yep, yep. I was 12 rows up. <laughs> At the exchange, when he decided not to keep it himself or give it to the running back, but to put it on the floor. <laughs> and I think I had a 49-inch vertical when that happened. Um, and then Kenneth Walker puts it away. And and then the the interception in the game during against that team from Ann Arbor. Nice. Um, good. Good. The, the, the amount of hugs that were given out in the sections, it was... 
It was a glorious time. Sure. And obviously, okay, so anything that had an October 30th, my favorite. But also, like, and I've got 45,000 favorite things from this season. But just going back to the first game, too, Kenneth Walker's, like, opening touchdown run to start the year. Like, I lost my mind. I went crazy. But it was also hilarious in hindsight, too. And I've brought this up on the podcast throughout the season. The, the funniest thing to me is that Michigan State was underdogs in that game against Northwestern. Like, that's how little Vegas certainly thought about the Spartans. But also, like, yeah, I mean, listen, if, if you're one of the people, one of the crazy people that guess that they have a 10-win season, good on you. But a lot of us thought that seven wins was going to be the ceiling. I know I thought seven wins was going to be the ceiling. Hell, I said if they make the Tax Slayer Bowl, I, I, I would donate a vital organ of mine. But here we are. Peach Bowling. Did, did, did you really? Uh, maybe. There might be some audio out there that could really put me in a bad spot, but we're not going to focus on that right now. Maybe not. Nah, these things happen. Yeah, all right. Well, if they cover the spread against Pitt tomorrow, uh, kidney on the line. How about that? Is that that's a light bet. Nice lighthearted bet. I can you don't need to. It's a government bet that you need to. This, see, now we're talking. This, see, this is why we have you on the podcast. Yeah, just educating everyone. Learning everyone right here. That's also, the colon's not real. That's see. Now we're now we're rocking and rolling here. Any thoughts on the moon landing, or, or you want to keep rocking and rolling on that <laughs> one too? Or? You think there's a moon? Okay, see, we're coming in hot. Um, prediction on the game. I, I don't even know how to segue off that. Uh, pr- prediction on the game. We'll do prediction first, and then keys to the game later because we just like to do inside out things on the Lockdown Spartans podcast. But yeah. So my thing it changed within the past week. I think that Michigan State was going to win by a lot. But now I am seeing that we're going to give a lot of playing time to kids in the transfer portal, which I'm okay with, right? They're, they're part of the football team still. But I feel like there's going to be a lot of weird rotations going in, uh, maybe some weird plays to get some players, some touches maybe they even haven't had all season. Um, good to have Speedy Naylor back. Sure. I think it's a low-scoring game. I think State edges it out because Pittsburgh is not <laughs> – their starting quarterback's not playing, and their offensive coordinator is gone. Gonzo. So I think it's a low-scoring game, and I think State wins. Uh, what did I say? 23-21. Oh, wow. Grind it out. All right, there you go. I do think that's a fascinating part about like transfer, transfer, if I could talk, transfer portal players. Still suiting up for this game. Like I don't I, listen, I don't think like Cole DeMars it was going to be logging 50 snaps at linebacker by any means, but... I do wonder if there's a little bit of, like, thanks for leaving the program and giving us a spot that we would like that's not you. Um, we'll, we'll try to get, like, five plays, seven plays of film on for you for uh, your, your transfer portal endeavors. Like, I, I don't know. It's just fascinating that a bunch of kids in the transfer portal but sticking around for this game. And, like, okay, this sound like your kids that you're ever going to miss in the first place anyway. I just got two bold predictions I guess, and they're both from the offensive side of the ball. First one, actually, might not even be bold at all, but he checked me on this one. I don't think any Michigan State running back eclipses 50 yards. I don't think any Michigan State running back goes for more than 50 yards. And I'll do more explaining why next segment, but, like, is it, that might not even be bold. I might even really stretch the word bold there because I, the drop-off after Kenneth Walker, as you know, you've heard me talk about. Steve, Steve, to, to put it. Bluntly and lightly, I guess, if I could do that. Yeah. Trey Mosley, 100 yards. Trey Mosley, 100 yards receiving. Trey Mosley, 100 yards receiving, and he will not be the only 100-yard receiver 
tonight. Uh, we will also have one of Jaden Reed and uh, Naylor go for 100 yards. So do you like that one? I think that one's a spicy one. Now, I, I will caveat it with this. I am saying that Trey Mosley gets 100 yards because I've predicted that maybe eight times this season, and it's not hit any of those eight times, so your boy is due right now. I'm like at the roulette wheel, constantly betting on zero, because I know it can't be red or black every time. It can't be Naylor or Reed stunting every game. Like, one of these times, your third guy, Mosley, can, you know, stir the pot. But also, if you bet on zero every time, the one time it's not red or black, it's going to be double zero. I understand that. So you're predicting um, hmm, Cade McDonald, uh, 100 yards, or Montori Foster. Who, 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 are you, who are you predicting out there? Old McDonald had a farm. Okay, okay, there we go. And on that note, actually, we don't have McDonald sponsorship anymore. Sorry. Uh, I was going to segue to that. I'm serious? Was, yeah. That Ronald McDonald wasn't pleased with uh, what I was doing out here in the airwaves, so he said nothing of that. However, clown. yeah, the clown. Well, I'll tell you who's not clowns. It's you when you use NetSuite by Oracle. You like that one? That was a good segue. I'm going to pat myself on the back right there. That was that was nice. Wasn't paying attention. Great. This is it. The putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, <gasps> your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software to see the full picture. You, John. That's right. You need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth with visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more. NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. Listen closer to this one. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of the competition. Do you know what any of that means? How many syllables is that company? Uh, NetSuite? No, no, no. You said by... Oracle? Oracle? Yeah. That was Oracle. 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 93% of survey businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 28,000 businesses. That's a, that's a big number. Uh, already use NetSuite. For the new year, NetSuite has new financing program to those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA. Head to netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA for this special one-of-a-kind financing offer on the number one financial system for growing businesses. One more time. That's netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA. And before getting to some keys of the game here, I just want to thank you for making Locked On Spartans your first listen every single day here in the Locked On Podcast Network. We will be having, obviously, a recap show tomorrow after the Peach Bowl. Uh, Maybe you'll join me tomorrow as well because we're still here together, and I'm going to shoot you straight. I, I think the forecast down here in sunny Florida calls for a lot of tailgating, a lot of drinking, a lot of tequila. Boy, howdy, G. Willikers. Uh, as the professional podcaster that I am, might need some help to get through that one. So, um, Wait, like after the game? After the game. That's Foster. Gonna be, it's going to be late. It's going to be very late. Yeah, are you up for it or no? Are you going to cower out on me? I've got nothing else to do. Great. Awesome. Well, so do the fine listeners. They have nothing else to do right now other than listen to the keys of the game right here. And if you read my 3-2-1 preview on theonlycolors.com, like I'm sure you have, John. You read all my work. you uh, a d- disciple of the things that I write for that blog. Um this might sound familiar, but I think it's very important, too. And I say that I don't think any running back for Michigan State gets 50 yards for three reasons. We'll call it three reasons. Uh, one, I already said, I think the drop-off after Kenneth Walker, wow, okay, it's pretty steep. Two, I just think that it's going to be a by-committee to the point where I don't know if any running back is going to get enough touches to get to 50 yards, whether it be Jordan Simmons, Elijah Collins. If you want to have fun, throw Harold Joyner in the mix. Um, but third... The third reason is the biggest reason here. 
Pitt's defense, not bad. I know that uh, their offense with Kenny Pickett uh, lit up scoreboards, and that's where you gravitate to when you think Pitt football this year. But that run defense, an ACC best 2.7 yards per carry. They shut the run down. So that, John, that worries me over here. I'm spooked. I'm scared. Tell me it's going to be okay. I haven't watched Pitt play all year, so I don't know. Oh, boy. Okay, good. Good to have you on for this preview. Awesome. <laughs> so I took some of the best ACC run games that Pitt has faced. What a complete clown show. Um, <laughs> they, they faced Syracuse, dynamite run game. They held Syracuse to .8 yards per carry. North Carolina, solid run offense, actually the best in the ACC. Stifled them to 2.3 yards per carry. Virginia Tech, also a pretty, pretty damn good run game. 3.2 yards per carry. So, yeah, Pitt can stop that run, unfortunately. Uh, you were going to say something? I'm sorry. No, I mean, I feel like when your numbers are decimals, they're accurate. Yeah, you like that? I like to sound smart when I throw a decimal in, in the podcast. That's, yeah, yeah, that's big so, time. I got yeah. – you know, how about how about three decimals in a row coming for you right now? Can I get something to write on? Uh, absolutely not. Uh, so – Two more things that I want to highlight, and when I say two more things, I mean probably like six because, you know, my attention span, I always just think of random things after the fact. I got a little spooked at these numbers as well, and I don't think they're, it's weird to say, I don't think they're as sustainable as their opponent's run per carry, or yards per carry stat, but then again, like, they're already 13 games in, like, it's very clear that maybe it can be sustainable, and I'm talking about their third down defense, their fourth down defense. Their third down offense and their fourth down offense. So I'm just going to, yeah, you know what? You actually might get a pen and paper for this one. I'm just going to rattle off a bunch of numbers to you right now. So hold on tight. Um, opponents for Pitt's third down. They convert at 31.9%. That's second best in the ACC. On fourth down, this is the jarring number. Opponents convert fourth downs at a 19% clip. It's not just best in the ACC, John. That's best in the whole country. Of the United States of America. That's right. What about Canada? Uh, just clipped by uh, University of Winnipeg. Winnipeg does it at 18.1%. Oh, don't so, just say it. Yeah, no, very nice. There we go. Nice. Just insulting our Windsor listeners. That's where you get off. On offense, Pitt converts on third down. 46.1%. That's second best in the ACC. Their fourth down conversion rate. Okay, so their defense lets it up 19%, which is incredible. Their offense is also pretty good on fourth down. They convert at a 65.2% clip. Then again, it's also tough to talk about anything with Pitt's offense when Kenny Pickett's not there. Kind of seems important that your Heisman candidate is not going to be playing in the game. I don't think that's necessarily too hot of a take. However, however, you also got the Blitnikoff award winner in Jordan Addison, who does it all. And how many games this year did we see another team's star receiver Oh, God, go berserk. Move up a full round, if not a full day, on NFL draft boards after playing the Michigan State Spartan secondary. So, yeah, Jordan Addison scares me. Wait, they have a good receiver? They got a great receiver. They have 17 touchdowns this season. Yeah, I think third most receiving yards as well. Um, he's not that big, though. Like He's only like six feet, just six feet. But then again, Jahan Dodson, not too tall. He did it's work. Good. It's not good at all, actually. No, um, I'm scared. But you know what? I can't be hurt because I've already seen it five times this year. And what's what's another time of seeing another receiver just go absolutely ham? And, okay, like it, more times than not in most games, it didn't seem to matter that another receiver was going bananas. You know, it didn't matter in the Penn State game. 
matter in the previous game. Didn't matter in the Miami game. Didn't matter in the Michigan game. Like, you, you can be a bop around and pick and choose your games. But, uh, yeah, Michigan State can still win, even if this uh, Jordan Addison fella goes completely off. Can, can I throw in a stat? Yeah, please do. Yeah, I guarantee you just looked this up in the last 20 seconds. I can't wait to hear this. I have a stat about a peach bowl. Okay. A literal bowl of peaches. Yeah. So, okay. as of 2018, well, yeah. this was 2018. Okay. Um, United States global production of peaches. Okay. Any guess to where they were? Oh, like ranking? Ranking. Uh, production? Yep. Hmm. Fourth. Six. Six. With 0.7 million tons. Now, I got to keep going here. Okay. Yeah, no, this is good. Yeah. Third is Greece with 0.96 millions of tons. Second is Italy with 1.09. Okay. Do you have a guess for the leader in the world? China. You are correct. Oh, my God. I know my peaches. Let's go. So, Italy. No. Those Shanghai peaches. Everyone raves about Shanghai peach pie. Make sure you buckle in for this stat. If you're not buckled already, buckle up. Buckle up. What's their phrase? Buckle up or pay up or something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Italy is second with 1.09. China is first with 15.19 millions of tons. Oh, my God. Does every household have five peach trees in their mouth? (laughs) I couldn't believe it myself. This game should be played in Beijing or or Shanghai, or Macaw, or uh, I'm hoping that those are Chinese cities that I just named. I don't want to be that far off. On uh, Anyway, last but not least, and I'm sorry this isn't about actual physical peaches, so you're going to have to bear with me here, everyone, but this, you know what's funny, actually, and actually, I'll let you be the judge if this is funny or not. This probably isn't actually funny at all to the common person. I just find odd things amusing. Um, remember the whole Michigan State, like, bend, don't break defense before A, MSU's secondary started getting hurt and B, like, teams were just catching on and just frying us at will. Where, like, they would just give up a ton of yards to the air, but when they're in the red zone, like, I time to start trying and batting on the hatches here. Like, you remember that era of, like, the first, like, eight games of the season, nine games of the season? Sure. Okay, yeah, nice. Thanks for playing along. That's kind of pit, actually. That That's kind of just like pit. They give out a lot of yards through the air. They give up 257.4 yards per game through the air. Third worst in the ACC. They're at the top of the ACC in a lot of categories. It well makes sense. They just won their title. But past defense, they let up a lot of yards. However, oh yeah, they it's time to start trying when teams get into the red zone because opponent scoring rate is at a smooth 77.3%. That's 31st best in the country. So, no, it's not like mega, uber, elite. You're never going to, you know, beat them. But it's it's good. It's at the upper quarter of the nation for red zone defense. So, yeah, it's kind of just like playing a, a mirror of what Michigan State was for the better part of the season. Now, you're leaning very close to the microphone. What, what, yeah, I'm dying to know what you're going to say here. When am I supposed to start laughing? Yeah, I was afraid those. Yeah, that probably wasn't that funny. How? Do you, you want me to like give you one? Or? No. Yeah, actually, could you? Thanks. Yeah, as I pulled the next ad read. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Yeah. BetOnline.ag has you covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through college bowl season and the pro football playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this winter. Head to the website or use a mobile device. Sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code LOCKEDON to receive that 50% welcome bonus. 
from basketball to football, NHL, boxing, UFC, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the rest of the 2021 season. Darts? Darts. They do have darts. Oh, okay. Bet online. Yeah. 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 So we're thriving over here. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. So don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers on the website, guys. It's betonline.ag for the game starts. Spartans, 81. High Point Panthers, 68. Never a single doubt. If you were a person that just said, screw it, it's High Point, no way I'm going to be watching that game. It's middle of the day. I've got you know some better things to do other than that. You look at that score, you probably thought, okay, smooth sailing, not a problem in the world. John, how much of, how much of the game you, did you watch? You, you came in when things started to get good. So from your point of view, it was probably all good in the hood today. I came in with about 10 minutes left in the game. We were, uh, I think we were up four at that point. We were walking the beaches in Florida. Yeah, um, look at you. Well, instead of walking the beaches in Florida, I locked myself in a room uh, in the condo and watched the High Point Panthers take on the Michigan State Spartans. And I mean, I, I, that was not good for the heart. That was not healthy. I did not appreciate that whatsoever. But I know what I've done. Uh, on Monday's show, I previewed this game a, a little early. And I said it should be a laugher. We should win by 20. We should win by 30. <laughs> See, thank you very much. I also said that it would be a good game for Max Christie to start getting his shot back. And also this is another game Marcus Bingham can dominate. So, And I also said a third thing that, once again, it should be a laugher. We should have no problem with high points. So if you're looking for any reason as to why this was a close game and Marcus Bingham and Max Christie didn't play, I could point this out to myself. I know I've got that jinx gene in my body, and I jinx everything to oblivion. So I'll wear that one. But if you want some other reasons as to maybe why it was close... Color me shocked that a 3 p.m. start in front of an Izzone-less Breslin Center without two starters maybe was a little clunky for the most of the game. It sounded like they were playing in a morgue for most of the game, and that's not a slight. I don't know how much energy I'd be bringing to Breslin Center either if I was at the game to take on the Panthers. And, you know, crowd got off at the end when Gabe Brown was going nuclear when they were putting the game away. It was all the, the fun part of the game. But, yeah, the first 30 minutes, like, had to find energy somewhere. Understandably so, not able to do it. So yeah, it's a game I'm not worried about. Like I'm not freaking out, you know, throwing crap against the wall, kicking the family dog, being like, well, "Why aren't they?" Oh, I can't believe that they're close against high high point. Okay, when that happens, like sometimes not conference games are close, especially in weird, just surroundings like like this game had. Are there games where you do throw crap on the wall? I'm not here to talk about that right now. At least, uh, well, I, the only time I actually threw something across the room is uh, something good that happened. Um, it was the Bradley game in the 2019 uh, Final Four run when it did not look good for most of the game. And then, like, I forgot what happened. Michigan State like went up like six or eight late in the game. When I realized that things were going good, I threw my hat, and I was actually not at home or in a apartment or anything. I was I was in my office. I was like in an office building. So the only time I've lost my mind and actually thrown something was in a good moment. In a place where, well, that was still on the clock. It frowned upon is what they call that. Frown, frowned upon, I think, is the term for that. So, yeah, that's, that's as far as I go for throwing. Speaking of throwing, um, that, that's a horrible segue. No, no. Yeah, speaking of, John, speaking of throwing, Gabe Brown threw the ball in the hoop uh, pretty good today, didn't he? Six of 13 from three-point line. <laughs> yeah, you like that one? Career best, 24 points. And you know what? This is a kid that we've talked about a lot on this podcast, and not necessarily for the, the nicest of ways, but 
point blank, and this is a sentence I did not think I would say, especially for this game. Point blank, Michigan State does not win this game without Joey Hauser. Uh, they don't. 17 points, 11 rebounds, many of which came in the first half to just help keep the game close. It was a one-point deficit at halftime, and well, if Mr. Hauser and his services aren't there, then uh-oh, uh, don't really know what happens there. Now against High Point, I think like, okay, not a lot of concrete takeaways, I suppose. That's just like a survive and get out, enjoy the New Year's, and let's kick off Big Ten play. Not a lot of things to learn. I learned uh, something, at least, a, a few things. But I think the biggest thing to note is that I, you, you got two big men going into Big Ten play here. You got Marcus Bingham, who Izzo said before the high point game, 99% chance that he will be back tomorrow or, you know, obviously Sunday's Northwestern game. And then you got Julius Marble as well, who himself had a fine game. Ten points, five rebounds, just one turnover, so he did fine. And by all that, I mean that sophomore Maddie Sissoko still might be a project in the making here, which seems, I don't know, to me seems a little silly to say out loud considering he was a high-rated four-star, but that's just the fact of the matter. Like, he came here, billed as a raw player, and when you saw it, he's still a raw player there. At a very pivotal moment in the second half, just lets a guy waltz to a backward cut right behind him and then just yams on him. And then at the other end, okay, hey, Sissoko. You got the ball right below the hoop. Like, there's one guy somewhat close to you, but hey, you're also six foot ten with an incredible wingspan. Just put the ball right in the hoop or just miss the dunk. Oh, no. Oh, no. Um, listen, I'm not saying that Sissoko should, you know, just never even suit up for any games of Big Ten play. Like, he'll be needed, especially for foul trouble. I mean, Lord knows how much that happens with big men in the Big Ten, but yeah, that's, uh, it is going to be a two horse race here with Bingham and Marble. Uh, should they both? Stay healthy. I got to knock on wood because now that I've said it out loud, um, probably just jinxed Bingham into foul trouble and then marble season and injury on Sunday. So I hope I just – I'm in my own head right now of what I have to say. So High Point is coached by Tubby Smith? Tubby Smith. Is Tubby his real first name? I'll Google that right now if you could keep talking. This is a good podcast and I just give it to my co-host to just ramble. Orlando Henry Tubby Smith. Orlando. Why does he go by Orlando more? Orlando. That is an amazing name. Hello, my name's Orlando Smith. That's not know. fair. He has like Why are you a going really by Tubby? cool first name, and then he has a really cool nickname that he goes by. Right, but like I feel like Tubby is a downgrade from Orlando. Orlando goes hard. How did he get the name of Tubby? Okay. I does he have to deal with Tubbies? I don't know. If, no. Is Tubby still a thing? Yeah, yeah, there's a really ratchet one by our house. Unless Tubby's wants to start sponsoring, and it's a beautiful place to grab a sub, but until I then... I don't think Tubby knows that the internet exists. No, like you know what? We're, we're not going to... Do you think they know <laughs> that COVID exists? Uh, maybe, maybe. Well, the, the only thing I could come up with on Wikipedia is that Smith also had five double-digit losses that season, which led him to critics nicknaming him 10-loss Tubby. Oh, that's so nice. that's probably what the final days of his Kentucky tenure were like. Which, that's life, isn't it? So, uh, speak, speaking of life, you said that you just wanted to share a John Madden story in this podcast. So, I, what better time to talk about John Madden than on this Michigan State podcast to end as we uh, go into the Peach Bowl? I'm already scared for the recap episode. That's going to be off the rails. Uh, first of all, rest in peace, John Madden. Sure. Absolute legend. Sure. Um, I know that you're on Twitter a lot, so did you see that tweet that that guy made against John Madden? John Madden apparently invented concussions and racism. Yeah, um, right. 
once again, showing that Twitter is not real life. Um, or shouldn't be allowed in real life. But anyway. No, I vouch. Yeah. No, uh, that's correct. So Madden, Matt and I played a lot back in the day. And I was thinking about a story for the podcast today. I got a Madden story for you. Tell me. Me and Matt would play, or, I'm sorry, Matt and I, sitting next to a journalism major here, got to be proper. Uh, we would play Madden 07 on the GameCube, and we would take the time to create our own teams. Well, I created my own team called the Mexico City Tigers, and Matt had his own team called the Fruit Loops. Fruit Loops. From? Fruit Loops were from, oh my God, I forgot where. 313, wasn't it the 313 yeah, Fruit Loops? Yeah, 313 so, Fruit Loops, yep. I went in, so I created my team, and my running back was Ladanian Tomlinson. This is most bold, yeah. And Matt is now realizing where the story is going. My running back was named Ladanian Tomlinson. That was not the Ladanian Tomlinson that came with the game. I went to create a player mode, made a running back, gave him 99 on every important stat, named him Ladanian Tomlinson, and then put him on the Mexico City Tigers. And it was years later. It might have been college. Years, so, years. So 2007. It kept me off. I... 2007 was when that game came out. I probably told you in 2014 that Ladanian Tomlinson on the Mexico City Tigers is a, a fraud. He, he was created in a lab. Um, Quite literally. I would love to go back and see his numbers per rush. Think of Kenneth Walker against Michigan. You know, almost 200 yards, five touchdowns. That's. That's the best my defense ever did against your yeah. skeleton, Ladanian Tomlinson. And I think oh, I remember yeah. how I told you. Uh, we were playing in college in your apartment, and I said, Hey, Matt, isn't it weird that Ladanian Tomlinson is number 45? And I think you dropped the controller and realized what I've done for the past seven years of our lives. Um, because you would start off with the stats as low as possible, so that way you could put him on your team for like $400,000, right? And then after he's on the team, you'd go back and spike all the stats. Yeah, yeah, I had to mess with the salary cap, but I made it happen. Disgusting. Ah, pretty clever, though. No, it was. It was actually genius. I, I can't lie. The, the game is the game. And that's the episode. Uh, tune in to, if you had any semblance of fun today. Uh, tune in tomorrow as we recap the Peach Bowl. And if it just goes so horrible, uh, we'll also preview the Northwestern basketball game as well. But uh, hopefully the game goes fun enough where we can just kill a whole episode talking all about our Michigan State football Spartans and uh, celebrating the season that was and celebrating lifting that Peach Bowl trophy. So uh, what's your percent chance that you'll be on tomorrow? I'm, like, stuck here. Probably 100. Let's go, baby. All right. You know what? It's just John tomorrow. Uh, enjoy your weekend, everyone. Uh, thank you for making Locked on Spartans your first listen every single day. And for your second listen, go make Locked on Bets your second listen. That's right, guys. Locked on Bets. As my ad read loads. Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. It's Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with an expert in an... With expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Jesus, stumbling to the finish line. That's a cool nickname, too. Q? Your boy Q. It's your boy Q. It says your boy Q. That, that's his name. That's what he goes by. Your boy Q. So is Q's last name? His government name is your boy Q. Jeez. Free and available on all platforms. All right, guys. Love you all. Go green.